Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So what are you supposed to do between each Engadget podcast? Wait in silence? I'm Matt Smith, and every morning I walk through the day's biggest tech stories. It's short, relevant, and ready for listening whenever you wake up. Find Engadget Morning Edition wherever you find your podcasts, or ask your smart speaker for the latest news from Engadget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Engadget Podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Sherlyn Lowe. I'm Senior Editor Devinder Hardwar. And today we're talking all about that big show going on in Barcelona that you may or may not have heard about. It's called Mobile World Congress. Uh, and a lot of interesting mobile devices are coming out of there. We'll take a closer look at some of them this week. Uh, and of course, we have some other stuff to talk about as well. We've got more AI news, more meta news. It's just stuff keeps going on. Uh, <laughs> so stick around. It should be a good episode um as always if you're enjoying the show please subscribe on your podcast catcher of choice leave us a review on itunes and hey if you have time on thursday mornings at about 10 30 a.m eastern we usually do a live stream of the recording of this podcast uh, on the engadget youtube channel we can take your questions talk to you live in between segments it's a fun time to just hang out and chill so come join us then so, Devendra, you and I normally every year around this time before the pandemic, we would be what doing some Mobile World Congress coverage. I I think you've Do, gone. You've also come prep. to Barcelona. I've gone right? a couple of times. Um, it's not a show I go to as much. Uh, yeah. That is mainly you and was like Chris Velasco and the people yeah. doing more phone stuff. But that is a fun show. Like going to Barcelona is good. The food is good and the vibe is interesting because like you're talking to like a lot of European folks you don't normally see at many of the U.S. events. So yeah, it's always a fun show. Speaking of European folks, it's also a good time for me to go hang out with our UK team. And joining us to talk about NWC this episode is UK Bureau Chief Matt Smith. Hey, Matt. Hey, Sheldon. Yeah, you're talking. They're not technically, I'm sorry. (laughs) We're still in Europe, the continent, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, you're talking to the... The one member of the UK team that speaks zero Spanish, so obviously I'm the expert. Oh, you speak a little. No. <gasps> Anytime we say, go, you... <laughs> I can say I don't need it at this time, and that's the extent yeah. of my Spanish. Um, yeah. I can say here is good. <laughs> that sounds German. That's that German. sounds like German. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, no, uh, no. Me and Matt are usually neighbors. We share like I don't know, like uh, uh, same floor or something room in Barcelona. And we have tapas, and it's a good time, and I miss it. I think that's the reason a lot of us are good friends is these shows. But anyway, enough, enough of me waxing nostalgic. I guess uh, this year, usually at MWC we see phones, but in the years past, I think especially in the last two years, it seemed like a less and less interesting show. Um, nobody really launches a big deal phone there anymore. I think once Samsung stepped away from that show as its launch pad for the S series. Samsung really... is always like after CES, but before Mobile World Congress, that's our time. Yeah. Samsung They're like, time. <laughs> our time to shine. And it used to be like LG would use that event, right? Sony would launch a new phone, but LG has died. Sony is just 
Sony-ing along. So what are we left with? We're left with a lot of phones from other countries, a lot of phone brands from specifically Asia, like China. Um, and so this year, as as has been the case for the last few years, we've got what Huawei slash Honor slash Honor is no longer related to Huawei. Uh, we've got Oppo. Vivo, Realme, all launching phones. These are names that you don't really hear a lot about in the U.S. But so some Matt, of which are banned in the U.S. Some of them, too. So. Oh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Xiaomi, too. Yeah, I forgot about Xiaomi. Um, Matt, what's the, again, we've asked you this before, but given LG and, and like Sony don't really do big or phones anymore, what's the sentiment around these phones now in, in the U.K.? Yeah, that's the thing. So, like, a lot of these companies, it's also worth mentioning OnePlus kind of showed stuff mm. off, and we'll get to that a bit later. And that's probably, like... A, a company, at least that uh, US readers and YouTube viewers will be aware of. Um, but yeah, a lot of these phones, they often come with like a trick. They'll come with something that you won't see in the major devices uh, from Samsung, Apple and the rest or Google. Um, I'm, we'll definitely get into it because we repeat the same kind of trick this year for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's often like fast charging or wireless charging or some camera nonsense or some weird material use, um, which are all kind of accurate of this year's MWC yeah. as well. What about faster fast yeah. charging? How, how exactly. about that? The fastest faster. charging you've ever yeah. seen. Oh my God. As soon as you pick up the charging cable, it's already charged. That kind of level of speed. <laughs> oh I mean, it's getting, it's getting insane. Like, we'll, I'm sure we'll dig into it later, but in, in the broader swathes of it, like even in the UK, um, it's not, I don't think it is a major field for these Chinese manufacturers. I know countries like Spain and France, I think a lot of companies like Xiaomi, uh, clean up even like these kind of spin-offy companies like Redmi and Poco they often clean up in the kind of ch- mid to lower spec smartphone area um, and so these are the kind of halo devices for these companies as well I wouldn't be surprised they also probably do really well in like parts of Asia right like India, yeah, yeah. China I mean China obviously but like in you know Southeast Asia for example, I mean, so, it is it yeah, is the, odd the entire you, rest of the world, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it is odd that the US just kind of when it comes to that lower mid smartphone, it's what is it? Samsung, Motorola or bus. That's about it, right? There's I mean, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of smaller brands. It used it's to just, be, yeah, mm-hmm. it used to be Alcatel was also in there. And then that's, I was like, eh, Alcatel, eh, which is um, French. I think that's a French company. So you're back into Europe. Well, they're owned by TCL now. Um, oh, there you go, TCL. Kind of, yeah. yeah, and it's Chinese, and it kind of died. Um, Our feelings about the show may also relate to the fact that phones have gotten, have plateaued pretty much, right? Like, we're, everyone's hyping up folding, but if you have just a phone, if you have a phone from two yeah. or three years ago, you've got, a good, you've got a good camera, you've got a good processor, you're fine. Yeah. Just hold on to that for several years. So yeah. it's both a good thing and like a less exciting thing for a show like this. Yeah, I think foldable is the cool thing. Yeah, I think that is the cool thing this year. We're seeing a lot more foldable phones at cheaper price segments and just sheer availability. Like Samsung foldables are expensive. We never saw Huawei's foldables really outside of China. Um, Motorola's latest foldable was Air. Um, also expensive. So, yeah, and it, like Oppo kind of got ahead of it. Do, do we want to start talking about? Yeah, I was going to say, tell us, tell us about so the Oppo that you had. Some let's time talk with. about Oppo then. Yeah, so this is a device that was kind of previewed uh, ahead of the show, the Oppo Find N2 Flip. So this is a flip phone, so it's comparable to the Z Flip 4. Uh, and the main cool thing is uh, a much more expansive front screen, and you can tell where we, we've popped up the the kind of review shot. Uh, that I took of it. And it's like a, it's a quite substantial little, it's almost like a little smartphone ratioed mm-hmm. screen. Um, it's very cute. It would, yeah. yeah, it would be cool if 
I like I have a lot of like oh I can't wait for the find N3 flip to do things like um I think you could cram six Android apps on that like you know like it's a, it's a it's a smartphone shaped ratio so there is more they could do with that home screen but it's perfect for that you know with any of these flip phones you can try to take selfies with the main cameras because you can just kind of hold it closed and get a get a nice preview of the camera but on Samsung chose to like make it widescreen on theirs as how as to how you hold the phone but yep, with the Oppo it feels like it's in the right place and in the right way around so it means you can actually truly frame your shot before you take it um other than that yeah it's it's a slick phone that they make a big deal about how the the seam is much less perceptible and, the crease yeah yeah the crease which is such a horrible word to use um yeah. and it is it's more invisible but it's not invisible if that makes sense like it does look better compared to the old oppo devones and it does look better compared to the z flip 4 which i had with me but you can still see it, guys. You can still see it. What's the big deal? Like, don't praise about it being less shit. It's you know? less, it's less <laughs> bad. But it, it's I mean, it's a reminder. It's less bad. It's a reminder that all the foldables, like, we are creating problems, you know, to get to the dream of foldables. And I'm like, do we need foldables that badly? Like, to live with the crease or to live with, uh, if this thing is closed, uh, you can't see your notifications. So now we got to put another screen Put a, put a screen to, on your screen. You know? Or to put that a different way, Devendra. Like, this screen can fold. Are you really going to complain so much about a crease? You know what I mean? Like, just to your first point, I don't mind the crease at all. And if I like the fact that it can fold into a smaller device, that's a big benefit for me, right? Then I don't mind the crease. That is the, the benefit, for sure. That right. is the benefit. It's just like, but by doing that, then you can't see the screen when you need notifications. So then you need another screen. Right, right, exactly. Another screen on top. And it's like, I just feel like we're piling all these fixes on top of the thing and i don't know i don't know it, i it think seems it's, nice. it's just evolution isn't it it's going to take time for it to get to where we want <laughs> if it ever does you know yeah um, and this is a step forward this does seem in a lot of ways better than the z flip 4 in my opinion um i really want to get kind of, to try the cameras are equivalent um screen is is pretty and nice um and that's often like they often under-deliver these uh, Chinese manufacturers when it comes to the screen because we're spoiled by Samsung and uh, and iPhones. Um, so it's nice. One weird thing was uh, they kind of make a big deal as this having the biggest battery in a, a kind of flip-foldable smartphone. But the battery life isn't great. Um, <laughs> the Flip I mean, 4 isn't great either on the battery life. a little bit less than the Flip 4, to be honest. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment. They use a MediaTek chip inside. so you... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. But MediaTek, they... Wow. I wouldn't... The thing is, I wouldn't have noticed, apart from the bad battery life, that it was a MediaTek chip. <laughs> Did it run hot anytime? No, no, not particularly, okay. no. Um, okay. And what is odd, why, like, wait, you can choose we, all the colors. We should drill down on that, by the way. Like, why did you laugh, Shirlin? Like, let's be clear. Yeah, why did you I laugh, like MediaTek chip me? Because, because MediaTek chips have the reputation of being not as good as Snapdragon chips, right? And so, but I know MediaTek has been working hard to improve, and they've done a lot of marketing to improve the things, and... Uh, or to to talk up the the chips that they do have some of the what is it not the Dimensity what I forget the name for their like highest end I feel like it chips. is Dimensity Dimensity I thought was their modems but anyway um it could be also just their chips um but it is it's it doesn't seem to translate still you know I I I I but I will be very honest I still have yet to test one side by side with a Snapdragon so I can't tell you. Um, directly so maybe Matt that's something you do for us 
<laughs> Great. Yippee! Let Matt test all the MediaTek phones that Sherlin doesn't want to yeah. test. Yeah. Wonderful. You know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm going to do that story. I'll do that side I mean, by side comparison. One final point for this Oppo phone as well is like you can choose all the colors in the world to make your smartphone, and you choose black, and then the same kind of pinkish purple that Samsung does their phone in. Mm-hmm. The like, like lilac purple. Yeah, yeah the same that's, color. That's lame. It's, that's yeah. It's pretty, but you could have gone with a nice little pastel green, you know. But it's also like you're desperate for it to almost be confused for the knock yes. for the, yeah. for the yeah. Samsung one. Yeah. yeah, it's aping another brand for no yeah, real reason. I don't. I don't think that's that's pretty good. Pretty good for Samsung because I think for the longest time they were the brand aping a lot of other people, and now people are aping Samsung. So it's like, okay, yeah, you made it. <laughs> I want. I want You're being copied, baby. <laughs> I want better for Xiaomi, Oppo, Realme, etc. I want them to do to not ape the design of other people. And and to be fair, the Oppo Find N2 Flip looks nice. The color could be different, and it would still look nice. And it would yeah, be yeah. eye catching. You know, it's just a. One it's just very much a. Ugh, come on, guys! Like, take a brave step in a different direction. This is a place. Like I said, you can choose. These days, you could make your phone any color in the world, and you chose a color of a foldable rival device. In fact, the main device people will compare it to and put it in the same color. That just means you're lacking confidence. I'm, I'm I waiting call... for that. I'm waiting for that physical material, by the way, where you could just change the color of the phone. Yeah, or even like an eating me... thing. Eating yeah. quick. The BMW on one, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, like the cars. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to call this purple, the BTS Samsung purple. Um, that's because that's what it reminds me of. Um, but the, yeah, there's some interesting comments in the chat, by the way, on our live stream, Rob Langley said that the screen on this Find N2 Flip is pretty much the Nokia 8210's size, which holy crap, remember how small phones actually used to be? Oh, uh, if, if you don't remember, then ha ha, you're young. Good for you. You're you're young. I miss those cutie phones though. They were so, they were adorable. Fit right into your pocket. If you're that young, you don't even remember foldables the first time around. How dare you? Exactly. Do we have other Darren, phones? Yeah. Darren N in the chat also says, when I want a potato, I get a MediaTek processor. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I'm here for the salty chips. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of, there's a lot more foldables and we're going to move on to them. So Honor, uh, I believe, make the Magic VS. And it's one of those that... So Honor, for as a refresher, uh, used to be like a sub-brand under Huawei, uh, and it was the more affordable brand, but now it is like, I think, separate and doing its own thing. Um, in December, the company sort of unveiled the Magic VS, um, and it was the first of the company's foldables, so far as me too, uh, that will come to the West, which means like just coming outside of China, I guess. It was um, just a prototype back in December when Dan Cooper uh, got to play with it, and it was still not, you know, it didn't feel very refined or finished. But now, hey, there's the finished version uh, that showed up at NWC and is going to be sold again outside of China for once, starting at around, what, 1,500 or 1,600 euros for the for the model with 12 gigs so of RAM. So we're talking Z-fold prices here, yeah. Exactly. Everyone's going for that price range. Um, so, I mean, look, the, the, the but to be fair, it's not the Z-fold's, uh, sorry, not the Z Flip's um, form factor. This is more the full, the bigger phone that opens up into a square. I don't know. Have you played with this device, Matt? No, I haven't. So yeah, Dan, Daniel Cooper did the write-up on this when he got to test the Chinese one a, a while. What, what was it, a couple of months ago? Yeah, December. Uh, so yeah, they kind of refined the kind of software bits and pieces, I'm sure, 
make sure the hardware is a little bit better. Um, but yeah, you, like, you can te- you can check out our hands-on impressions from December. And is it just me or does it look like like a Z one of the like generation one or two Z flips? It, yeah, it's, fold, sorry, look at yeah. look at the 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 the, the chunky the divot, What do you call it? The the thing in the middle, right? Crease. The bridge in the middle of the crease looks so deep. Like you you could go for a swim in that little trench. Um, this is this is one of those things where look, I'm like to be. To yeah. be fair, I think that the picture we're all looking at on the stream right now is um, Dan's picture of possibly the prototype. So in the three months since, it may have become better. But how much? Uh, oh, by the way, Shalin, how much are Honor paying you for this episode of the podcast? <laughs> no, none. I just want to. I'm always fair. I do think it looks janky. Also, eh, on Honor devices, like I. Oh, so now the truth comes out. <laughs> how much is uh, Samsung paying you for this episode? I can just keep <laughs> flipping whichever side yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, take. Yeah. Oh, um, I, 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 I wish they would all pay me. Yeah, in its favor, though, um, one of the cool things about this, on, on a VS, I think it's called, right? Yeah, on a VS, it's a sequel. Uh, the front screen looks like a normal smartphone. So they pretty much like expanded it to the, the outer limits of that front. Once it's folded, that front screen looks like a normal, albeit incredibly thick, smartphone. Yeah. The Z, <laughs> the Z Fold 4 is like that, too. Yeah. Basically, this yeah, is the Z say, Fold yeah, 4. Yeah. Exactly. Very much pretty so. Much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much the news about the Honor VS, but we, we also saw another, the Tecmo. Yeah. Uh, Tecmo? The Tecno. Koei Tecmo? Mo. Like Tecno, Tecno. Tecmo. Like music, without a H. Tecno. Yeah. Phantom V um, Fold. Yeah. And it is yeah. Dimensity, the processor, so you were right, Sherlin. Congrats. MediaTek. This Great. is another Thank MediaTek. MediaTek for bringing that word sponsored into our by, vocabulary. <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by, by yeah. No sponsored by MediaTek. <laughs> now, this I, I like. Name. I haven't played yeah. with this. Uh, Richard Lai tested this out. I'm guessing in Hong Kong. I don't think he's in MWC. Engadget uh, Chinese says Richard Lai. And it's using recycled plastic on the backing, which I think looks really nice. Thoughts? I I mean, I'm again, not having touched or seen it. Yeah, it looks weird. Interest. It looks like um like one of those faded wallet covers yeah, where like you've yeah. used your wallet too long and it's cracking you know a lot of a lot of cars are using like recycled plastics in their interiors now it kind of has like yeah. dashboard vibes almost yeah. like yeah well but a lot of device laptops too like a lot of uh wearables and phones the pixel the like uh, the galaxy s23 series was launched with a lot of recycled materials built into using in the frame but not with a finish like this that we can see it you know and i think it's okay to not remind me that you're using recycled plastic every time i touch the phone i do i yeah, do think I something different aesthetically is nice exactly that's exactly what i mean like yeah well like you know golf clap you've used some recycled materials when everyone is you know dying did you say golf clap gone. yeah that's what you call this gentle clap golf yeah clap. That, that's a term it's a thing um gentle yeah crazy. like but open it up and if you were saying the the honor vs that dan used in december was a prototype oh my god look at the funky uh, bezels on this folder yeah. Uh, yeah you really need to check yeah. out the pictures on on engadget but um oh my this looks like the first foldable from 2015 <laughs> or so. i <laughs> look i again nobody's paying me to say this i think the bezels yes are pretty chonky the camera is off to, the selfie camera that's in the bigger screen is off to one side um it is also by the way a, a, a fold um phone so it's more of a tablet style fold as opposed to the flip style that uh, we were talking about earlier um but the whole um spiel or the appeal of the phantom v fold is 
that it's more affordable than the rest, right? And so every time you see more affordable, you see uh, MediaTek as the processor <laughs> in there, which um, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what it'll tell you. Um, according to the post, um, it's the, the MediaTek Dimensity 9000 Plus, which is the same one on the Oppo Find N2 Flip, but that's a smaller phone. Don't forget, the Find N2 Flip is a smaller phone. This is a big phone with two gigantic screens. It's a 7.85 inch screen on the inside uh, and a 6.42 inch screen on the outside. I will say the camera hump on the back looks kind of nice. It's one of those circular ones that looks like a little like, not a Leica, but like a more traditional camera looking thing. It, it It's fine. I mean, like it's for for the money, which have we looked at the price yet? Have we talked about the price yet? Slightly over a thousand yeah. in UK money. I guess yeah. uh, US money. Like, well, the prices yeah. we've got are in dollars. Yeah, so yeah. The, the base model will be one thousand and ninety nine dollars. Where while the five hundred twenty five gig, five hundred twenty well, uh, five hundred and twelve gig byte version is one thousand and two hundred and twenty two dollars. Yeah. To be clear, so, we will never see this in the US, so you yes. have to import it. So and that, I'm not even that, sure that how much it's going to yeah. Europe because yeah, Richard mentions like India, uh, African countries like in America, where that's where Techno normally launches their devices. But for hundreds less, hundreds less than the the actual Samsung Fold, um, this is this is what you get. You know, you get what, what you pay you for. It, so you get a worse processor, worse camera. Mm. How do we feel? Do we like it? <laughs> I like the idea of having foldables in different price ranges and just kind of making the more the more of these phones there are the more actual apps that will utilize that screen will appear. Um, I'm still not a huge. I'm not completely sold on the fold. Um, I think if it's going to fold out, it should fold out to kind of proper tablet proportions if anything um so yeah yeah that's think true that's this isn't going to solve that problem um yeah all right well okay we didn't get to see a few things because to be clear Engadget doesn't actually have people on the ground i'm not we're not quite sure if richard is actually in barcelona but we are not there but we are being able to cover some of this uh, remotely because companies have been able to a hold satellite events or send us devices but there are things that we heard showed up there that we haven't seen for ourselves. Uh, for example, the Motorola Riser, which is a concept phone, a sec second version of uh, the previous Motorola Riser. And the Riser is just this phone that, like, you I think you press a button and it like starts scrolling upwards to extend yeah. its screen. Uh, weird, but okay, Motorola. How about you fix the flip? How about you? How about, how about you make that a thing I could just nudge up with my thumb? How about that? Like, um, like the old, the old slider phones. Oh man, give me the some funny of that great thing is, action. if you if you cast your mind back to what Dev was saying earlier, he was complaining about why do we need a screen on the back when we, you know, why are we opening the phone to the screen in the middle and uh, why do we have a screen? This does both in a way. In that yeah. the roll up screen yeah. as it expands from like a squat a squat phone to a more widescreen one when it folds up again that big old screen kind of wraps around to the back so you can still see it um, but yeah this is baffling <laughs> I, I too love to wait seven seconds for my phone to expand while i need to see more content on a page but I, you know I like the the we're looking at an image from brian heater at TechCrunch, and like and when he goes into landscape mode for like a video then it kind of pushes out and then that's where i'm sort of like when I when I want to watch a video on my phone, I kind of I want more flexibility over how that video looks. So if it can, and you're okay that, waiting for it to push out. I mean, whatever. It's it's a couple seconds. Like to me, that is functional and useful. I don't think it's a smart thing because any any movement of your phone, folks, is like a, one more thing to break. 
Like as somebody who's troubleshooted for a long time, you don't want things moving. You know? It reminds yeah. me of all those uh, a couple of years ago when all the smartphones uh, were doing pop-out cameras of varying types. Yep. Either like the top of the screen would pop out or even just a little tiny periscope would pop out of the phone. <laughs> and why? Uh, I mean, why? to be clear, these are just companies jumping on trends that other companies have started first. I mean, TCL did rollable, scrollable phones a while ago. Scrollable phones that would scroll out on both sides with a button push and those concepts were janky looking as hell they felt janky you Um, you have to make prototypes to to see if you can make it real you know yeah it seems like such an expensive experiment without i know truly believing in its aim Uh, yeah well so speaking of more concepts that may or may not come out we've got lenovo at mwc showing off rollable (laughs) laptop and smartphone um we again didn't get to see this even though we did attend a lenovo satellite event here in new york but uh i guess the verge was able to see it and um yeah this is basically this what i just said right a laptop that the screen will will extend at a push of a switch on the side uh it will roll out or up um and you actually might not be able to tell that it's a, a laptop with an extendable screen when it's not unfurled because That's interesting. it's yeah. pretty thin. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, I think I see some of the animation stuff. It's basically the the screen uh, un- unfolds or unroll- rolls up, I guess, from the keyboard edge. Um, Is it just me or does it remind anyone else of a fax machine? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how the, the screen kind of extends like a printout kind of thing. It's... It's quite uncanny to watch it in action. I mean, again, I haven't seen this in person, but looking at the pictures and looking at the video or animations, you like it looks very thin and very finished. This is not a like a chunky old prototype. This looks interesting. It, look, it looks pretty. Fi- I mean, as an idea, like we don't. Once you put your laptop down somewhere, right? You're typically sitting and working for a little while. Where I think when you're working on your phone, you could be moving around and having a moving screen there seems like a worse idea. Um, but also, I uh, no, no two more mechanical parts uh, or true. things like We're this back to in, that our, again, in our yeah. laptops. Like these things will break. Uh, you will cry, and you will spend uh, twice or three times as much money over our standard laptop to get a, a screen that pops out a little bit get little get little usb-c portable screen they're, they're wonderful they're they're getting cheaper they're great exactly mm-hmm. if uh yeah if you have like some kind of damage beast at home like a kid or a pet or whatever this is not probably something that's one be... one fall like one fall from a coffee table at a cafe or something and your, your poor laptop is not rolling anymore yeah yeah and it would probably break in half. Um, the, the phone that I mentioned from Lenovo that was available was the Motorola Riser because remember, Motorola is owned by Lenovo. Matt, did you have anything else to say about Lenovo's stuff before I moved on to the rest of the MWC news? No, just I'd like them to actually launch one of these silly things. How dare yeah, you? you think. <laughs> you think. You assume. We'd wish. Um, so uh, we alluded to this earlier uh, in the episode, but a lot of the other stuff that showed up at MWC had to do with fast charging and insanely fast charging and, and charging over the air. But uh, really quickly before we get into that stuff, I want to say Xiaomi did come up with uh, wireless AR glasses, uh, which was one of the earliest news out of MWC that got a lot of attention. Uh, it's called. It's still a concept, so good for you, Xiaomi. Uh, but it is the wireless AR glass discovery edition. Uh, and it's supposedly it's going to use the same chip as the Meta Quest Pro, which is confusing to me because the Quest is VR and this is AR. So it's probably, just a chip, yeah. Yeah. It yeah it's, just, just, it's just a way to claim enough. it's more impressive than it is. Yeah. 
Like these things look bad. Like these things they look, look so the, the they look so thick around the top part and how it sits on your nose and the the arms are so thick. Like the whole point of AR glasses, you're gonna want to wear these things like you know all day or most of the day, much of the day. And uh, no, no to this. They look like naughty, like sunglasses from a naughty's hip hop. <laughs> music video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as an n-o-u-g-h-t-i-e-s okay because i went straight for n-a-u anyway um get your mind out like gutter Ugh. uh lei jun uh of xiaomi said uh in his tweet about the the glasses uh that these feature a lightweight yet sturdy design with a magnesium lithium alloy structure and carbon fiber materials there's electrochromic lenses that allow for seamless access to reality and the virtual world <laughs> at a single click so you press a button access to reality switch. thank you access to Reality, because I, I lose access to reality all the time. I don't know about you, but I have no access to reality. Oh no, I've worked with you long enough, Sherlyn. I know. I know. <laughs> you know. We we all know. You're away. <laughs> I have no access to. I need this. You know what? I need this for the access to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Please eat. Go take a uh, nap. Stop at working. At some point. Yeah. Yes. It weighs uh uh four point four ounces about or about a hundred and twenty six grams. So I guess it seems light. It just That's looks not that bad. Bulky. It looks yeah. chunky. Yeah. It looks bulky but uh dan uh in his write-up for about this piece says that he agree uh, he knows from experience that anything over 100 grams pushing down on your nose is still too much to wear for extended periods of time so it depends on how long you intend to use this thing so uh we'll see i i, I honestly don't a we it's not come out yet b we need to see how the battery live and all that there's stuff. a lot we need to see i mean we will talk about uh, meta's potential roadmap for ar glasses to down the line so i it's all would kind of put together. money yeah. on the fact that we will never talk about this product ever i again. agree i totally okay. agree okay yeah. <laughs> write that down uh march 2nd 2023 11 a.m we all bet that we'll never that hear bet. about these again if we talk about this again <laughs> Someone's losing Come, money. I hit need... me up. Hit me up on Twitter because yeah. Twitter will probably be gone by then and I'll be fine. Oh my gosh. That is true. Okay. So speaking of what I was talking about, some fast charging news out of MWC. Uh, we got uh, Xiaomi and Realme both coming out with extremely fast charging devices. The uh, GT3, Realme GT3 features 240 watts fast charging, which will get it to a full charge in just 9.5 minutes. So as you're brushing your teeth, I guess. Meanwhile, sell me 300 watt charging demo. So just five minutes for your phones to get to. Full. As you're brushing your teeth, your phone is slowly warming up, and by the time you pick it up, it it will it will keep you warm during these cold. It will toast your, your bread. Pop your, pop your coffee on it. It'll like yeah. keep it warm. That's <laughs> a warm. That's yeah. a double feature. Yeah, yeah. it'll keep exactly. everything warm. So I mean I don't think we 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 don't have much time left. I just want to quickly shout out that uh, the Nokia G22 was also shown off at NWC. It is the HMD, which is the parent company of the Nokia brand now. Uh, it is the first phone that they've made built with repairability in mind, which just seems like it's taking. Uh, it's just another trend uh, in this nice. space. I like we don't see too many repairable phones, to be honest. Like I mean, know. a lot of people just don't tout it like that, right? There's phones that are you know modular. It's not. With, it's not sexy either, is it? You're not getting cutting edge specifications when you can like unscrew it at home. Unfortunately, um, we did talk about iPhone, the latest iPhone, right? Like exactly the latest iPhone. That. That's super exactly. Nice. It's designed to be better mm -hmm. or easier to repair. These Nokia I also colors are nice. It's worth pointing out. Yeah. yeah. That's, I want to shout out, speaking of the colors, the new Nokia logo. Matt, I think, did you see it? Yeah, I mean, I, I so don't care. Is that bad? Uh, no, it, uh, does it's it sad. say Nokia in all caps? Yeah, it does. That's, that's yeah. all it needs to do. Yeah. It's slightly less, I don't know. Is it, it looks Nokia or Nokia? Lot, it looked like a lot of something else I saw recently. I, can't, oh, I, I bookmarked it somewhere, but now I can't find it. But yeah, like, 
what are you going to say about it? Like, when was the last time Nokia pushed a device in the US anyway? I mean, it's a very, you know, it's a storied heritage phone brand like BlackBerry. But um, I'm not sure, like, a new glowy logo is going to turn heads, I'm afraid. All right. Well, uh, if you want to see the new logo, head on over to Engadget.com where you can also see all of the other MWC 2023 news. Uh, This has just been a little bit of a preview of what we found was most interesting for the podcast. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining us today to talk all about MWC. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and we'll see you soon. Let's hit the eject button. Moving on, this week, my review of the Samsung Galaxy S23 Plus went up, and we can say one sentence about it. This is a phone. <laughs> Devendra, what do you want to know? Is it a Plus phone? Like, where? Yeah. I'm so confused, because you said you just reviewed the other S23. Okay, so what is, what is the difference between this one and right. the other one? And All right. What, what? So, yeah. So, Sam Rutherford reviewed the Samsung S23 Ultra. This is the Galaxy S23 Plus. So, the Plus is, is Ultra the better out. than Plus? Ultra is better than, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I had the same question for you. So the Plus is the middle baby child, middle child, and uh, it's the 6.6-ish inch screen. I can't remember the numbers anymore. Um, and it's uh, it goes up more against like the Pixel 7 Pro as opposed to like, like the highest end iPhone, that sort of thing. It's fine. It's a fine phone. But if you have the S22 Plus or the S21 Plus, you don't need to upgrade. It's the same phone. It's been the last two years. I mean, that was the 23 story, right? The S23 in general exactly. has been more of the same. Yeah. For all, and and even for the tw- phones in the year 2022, also just all felt very incremental. I just think that's the state of smartphones this year. But I think it's it tells us a good, it's a good way to remind us that we really don't need to be upgrading our phones all that much. Mm-hmm. And so, Samsung is like, this is why Samsung's so gung-ho on foldables, because they are first and they want to be, you know, the best by the time it's affordable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Um, in other news this week, we heard some stuff from Microsoft. Uh, it's bringing Bing AI, which has been such a hot topic uh, everywhere. But Bring AI is coming to the Windows 11 task bar, I think. Devendra, you covered sure. this. I, I could talk about it because it, this is a weird story where um, earlier this week, I got a note from Microsoft saying, hey, big Windows update coming yep. and uh, Bing AI is coming too, yep. to the taskbar. And I was like, okay, that, that's interesting. And there's a whole lot of other features. So this ends up being like a big spring update for Windows 11. Um, but the big story is like, yeah, Bing AI in the taskbar seems nice. We've been hearing so much about this thing. Turns out like not not quite. It kind of like, um, I didn't have it to test before we wrote about it. So I see it now in my Windows 11 build. And when you click into it, it is basically gives you like the Bing overview. And uh, when you click into it to do, like, let's see overview of search. But you, if you click into it to do a search or to do an AI chat request or something, it basically launches Edge. It just does the Edge thing. Uh, so it pulls it, up Edge. It, it pulls up Edge. It's just a shortcut to opening up Edge, which seems not quite what they're saying, right? Like, I thought it was going to give me the chat field in the taskbar or in a pop-up or something. Right. Yeah. When it when it pulls up Edge, does it pull up the Edge with the Bing chat page open, or does it pull up with the panel? Because there's two integrations of Bing on Edge, right? The there Bing.com. are. So when I search like how to make pancakes, I'm going to search that right now, and what I see is I get the Bing, the normal Bing search result, um, and then I'm not mm, I'm not seeing the chat thing right now. That is weird. But uh, you scroll up on the results because so yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's a still. Whole thing. It's janky. It doesn't seem like it's working. So the, well the key done. is Thank it you. launches Edge. Like whatever you're doing, it's a shortcut to launching Edge. Not quite Bing AI in the taskbar, but you know that's what Microsoft wants yeah. you to think. 
Maybe it's still rolling out of beta, I guess, being AI. So I, maybe eventually. Like the thing is, like when you open your start menu or the or anything, like in Windows 11, it's just a web page, right? So maybe eventually they can integrate the AI stuff better into the actual Windows 11 interface, but that's not there right now. So it's not as big as we thought it would be. Well, we also found out this week that Meta has plans to launch its first true AR glasses in 2027. 2027. Cool. Like, thanks for thanks cool. for letting me know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think that my daughter is gonna be much much older by then. Yeah, she's gonna be five years. She's gonna be almost ten years old. Um, we're gonna live in a future of flying cars. Uh, we're gonna solve the climate crisis by then. The environment will still be around, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is this is. Wow, that's a very manageable goal. It's a, uh, I mean, this is kind of where I think a lot of companies are thinking about. That's why I'm so like iffy on the Xiaomi thing. Like, yeah, yeah, bro, those are nice images. Those are nice concepts. Uh, realistically, Facebook, uh, aka Meta, which owns Oculus, you know, has been working on this stuff forever um, between the the VR glasses and some stuff we've heard about the AR. We're hearing a lot of different things too. Like it is, um, we hear that there's going to be a Quest 3, another mobile VR headset coming later this mm-hmm. year. This we hear year, they're going to be updating the Ray-Ban stories, which are the, the sunglasses with I like the built-in them. cameras. Kind of. They're okay. Um, I like them. They, they're not polarized. The lenses aren't polar, polarized. Mm-hmm. If you're making me spend mm-hmm. $200 on glasses, at the least you could do that. But apparently those are going to get better. And they plan to launch a VR headset in 2024 called Ventura, which should be cheaper than all the others. So like they're working every year. It seems like Meta wants to build and build towards this, toward, towards eventually getting to those full-fledged AR glasses. We don't know, like, why Why would people need this? We don't know exactly. like, what that actual ecosystem is going to look like. And honestly, I think this is something even Apple is trying to figure out right yeah. now because yeah. we, we have heard that, yeah, they have, they've delayed announcements around their mixed reality glasses. Maybe WWDC will see something. I'm hoping to go to, like, actually go there to do that, too. Like, I'm sure you're probably going to be going, Sherlyn. Dubbed up, um, yes. But this stuff is years away. This stuff is not happening anytime soon. And I think in that time, these companies really have to take a step back and be like, okay, so who needs this? Why do we need this? I was going to say, you know, that's what I think the four years are for to figure out how to make everyone feel like they can, they need to wear glasses all the time because there's a whole reason there's an entire market for not wearing glasses all the time. Contact lenses, LASIK surgery, like all of that stuff. It's, it's, you're going to try to tell, convince people because that's AR, right? If you're telling me VR is whatever, we put it on when we want to use it. But AR, maybe, I guess there is a use case for it other than the enterprise. I can see it in enterprise, yeah. but outside. A- enterprise. And I've tested the uh, the Magic Leap 2, which are big on enterprise and like the good AR, really good AR. But those are giant goggles. They require like a little computing uh, hockey puck that you put in your pocket. Like not for everybody. And I also feel like, within like before 2030 like we're going to see more holographics we're going to see more like displays that are practically like floating in the air and more transparent and it does feel like eventually that that is what we want from ar i don't know if we necessarily always need to have our own little little huds you know yeah so we'll see this is something we'll obviously have to be learning more and more about over uh, over the next few years hey uh something a bit more immediate tiktok some i think some kind of bad news for tiktok what do you I think i don't know Dev? it's uh, we've we've heard so much back and forth right so uh, yesterday we saw the news that a u.s house panel approves a bill which would give president biden the power to ban tiktok so parsing all of that right they approved a bill to give him power he's not doing that just yet and even then that bill will have to go through um like everything right it has to go through congress and that's probably not going to happen so this is just one another one of those things of like 
people being very skeptical of TikTok, uh, governments in particular, we're seeing TikTok bans pop up all over the world too. So this seems like the trend. I don't know. I, I know you're like TikTok ambivalent, Sherlin, but this is a weird thing because I feel like it's not the fight we really need to be having because, yeah, ByteDance, which owns TikTok, is directly tied to the Chinese government. And there are issues around that, like how they'll use our data. But I feel like there are there are bigger things we, we should be worrying about right now. But anyway, it's it's weird. It's weird. Everyone's thinking about TikTok. Um, TikTok also, I think this week, announced that it was adding auto screen limits for teenagers, kids for under teens. a certain age. Better teens. controls, um, yeah. The most, their, their controls mo- the more susceptible ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know how to walk away from my phone, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, believe I, that I know. I, uh, yeah, okay. So, so, so maybe the teens need some help. Um, so, yeah, we're thinking less screen time, good, right? But Mercedes is like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> more screen time while you're driving. While you're driving. Better. Let's put video chats in your cars. How about that? Uh, yeah. So this 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 week again, we also heard Mercedes is bringing WebEx video meetings to its E class series of vehicles. So uh, that's that's like an added layer of funny because I think our producer Ben pointed out of all the video things you could support is WebEx. It's it's WebEx. arguably I mean, the worst one. It's a deal with Cisco, right? Uh, Mercedes finally teamed up with Cisco, the partnership everyone has been asking for. <laughs> dead. I'm dead. It's so um, bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, like you said, it's a partnership with Cisco kitted out with WebEx and calling and WebEx AI audio to, like, you know, minimize background noise and that sort that, of stuff. That's a pretty big thing. Like, I've taken meetings while driving and uh, usually I have, like, AirPods in or something. So I'm, like, talking to people. And you can tell when somebody's driving and you can hear the road noise. Yeah. Um, to be clear, this integration is audio only when you're actually moving or driving. It's video when you're parked. But that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're parked, you can also have uh, transcription, content sharing, like, I don't know, share your screen or whatever, emoji reactions, and there will be uh, an app for it in the Mercedes-Benz car app store, which some of which you had to pay for. Uh, I, it doesn't seem like, okay, so doesn't seem like other video apps are mentioned as already being supported in Mercedes's like platform, but I guess we'll see. Uh, but if you're that very, very niche slice of the market that uses both if you're i mean listen you're buying a mercedes-benz especially like one of their powerful their new uh evs like yeah you're 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 a high roller you're always on the go your car is your mobile office so it kind of makes sense for that audience i think for normal people uh this is a joke yeah yeah now speaking of cars davindra this week you're working on something about a car i'm working on something oh yeah um as soon as i leave this show i'm going to be running off to rivian's uh atlanta customer service center to uh to check out an r1s and i'll have that for a week and hope to write up something about that as a family car uh this thing is pretty much like my dream my dream ev and i'm big into midsize suvs right now seven seaters because i have two kids I have two car seats I have to deal with. Occasionally, we drive around with my folks, my parents, and it's like, you got to fit everybody in the car. And also, we need room for, like, strollers and all sorts of stuff. So I feel like this is a thing a lot of families are going to be dealing with right now. So I'll look at the R1S uh, as a family car. Robbie Baldwin already did the review for us. So, you know, this is sort of an extension on his review. What are you working on, Trillin? Uh I'm sleeping. 
No. Uh, I mean, I am. I'm testing the Halo Rise, like I mentioned before, the Galaxy S23 Plus review being out of the way. My next review is the Halo Rise, Amazon's uh, bedside lamp slash sleep tracker. I actually you love kinda... sleeping with gadgets. Like, we love how I much they, they mess up your sleep, right? No, well, I hate sleeping wearing gadgets. I don't like to wear a gadget to sleep. And this is ideal for me. I love to track my sleep, but I don't like to wear anything. And this does it without me having to wear anything. <laughs> okay. Bit. Um, but it's also a, a nightlight and like a bit of a clock, which are two things that have been missing from my bedroom since I moved in. So it's very nice to have. Uh, and I like it so far. I've got other stories I'm working on too. Um, I'm testing out some video conferencing tools um, just for a bit of a, a feature and then uh, some other videos that we're working on. So, oh, and editing stuff. So that's fun. Hey, Dev, what would you recommend I watch this week uh, as a break from work? I would recommend you check out Party Down, the the revival, the third season revival of the show, which uh, basically it launched. It was a ten years ago. Like Party Down started in two thousand nine. This was a show about people, uh, you know, in LA doing catering work as they were like trying to make it big eventually. And it was, all, it, it was such a funny show, such a like dark show, and like uh, the kind of mean spirited in a fun way. It's just genuinely great. One of the best things stars had back in the day. Now it's back in a third season, and it's still really good and still really funny and um, if you want some good comedy in your life especially from mr adam scott who's now made it bigger along with a lot of other folks um i think this is worth uh worth checking out the only thing is you have to subscribe to stars to see it and let me tell you i i have not had fun trying to subscribe to stars because the the first time i signed up for a free trial uh my apple tv just would not recognize that purchase like apple said oh yeah you're being billed the apple tv is like no no account found i try to log into stars.com no account created i i've been in a big loop where yeah this did, did not work out so well for me so uh just be careful out there folks when you're when you're trying to join up star stuff eventually uh a friend of mine who works at stars was able to like get me a, a workaround but like not, not the thing everybody's going to yeah. have access to. So anyway, the show is good. I think you would enjoy it, Sherlyn. I believe the first two seasons are on either Hulu or Netflix right now. So okay. They're hilarious. I'll look it up. They're so good. I uh, like stars. I might sign up for stars just for Spartacus. And Spartacus oh, is coming back. TV series. Eventually. I know. I saw this coming yeah. back. I am excited for that. Spartacus also I mean, I hope really it's as good, good as the original yeah. because the original was really good. Um, but this week, uh, my... Mine aren't really picks, just like stuff I saw, really. Um, and you're gonna judge me for this, but I stand I loved by it. it. Yeah. Uh, I I watched. I can't say that I loved it, but I watched School of Good and Evil on Netflix. I was lured into it because <laughs> somebody on the Netflix description team uh -huh. very cleverly wrote this stars Char Charlize Theron and Michelle uh -huh. Yeoh, and I was like, and yes, Michelle, yes. Michelle Yeoh yeah, is yeah. in it for five minutes. She's yeah. in it for five minutes. I, I feel I like they do this a lot. I also feel like my wife has watched some of the show. I'm like, did you did Netflix just create a show based on all the way YA tropes that people have been talking about? Uh a school. Yes. Is it is it good or evil? It's I don't both. know. Let's play in the it's title. Both. Let's play in the title. Yes. Let's get some stars. Yes. Uh Michelle Yo, are yeah. you free for five minutes? Yes. I can walk by. Do you with kick that. any ass? No, she does not kick any ass oh, in man. this. She just this is smiles. such a pure Netflix creation of like, yeah, an algorithm has made the show. Enjoy it. <laughs> yes. So I, that was, that was like, okay, look, let's, whatever. It was mind numbing filler. That's exactly what I needed. Charlize Theron was amazing. You know who else want. is in it? Yeah. Uh, Carrie Washington, I believe, uh, is also in this. So I, I enjoyed the three uh, women. 
they really brought a lot of like joy to my screen time um the rest of the story was kind of fine i mean a lot of the actors were competent but the rest of it the story is like whatever um Another show Literal I Netflix watched. Netflix filler. Like, there's so much of that now. Yeah. yeah, I know. It feels like it's all AI generated, but we will come back to that. Um, the other show I watched that I will talk about is, I think you would prefer this one that I saw, Take Shelter, starring Michael Shannon. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Jessica Chastain. Uh, it was hard for me to watch because psychological thrillers are really, really just so ugh, they drag but uh this one was halfway decent halfway uh, decent i think <laughs> i mean it's better than that i just it's a it's a tremendous kind of... movie because it is so like it is such a especially now that after we dealt with the pandemic right and we started like seeing like i started to feel like oh society is slowly falling apart right here yeah the things holding us together are are so so tenuous um this is a show that was kind of the movie that was dealing with that like a, a decade ago you know, yeah. Speaking of Michelle Yeoh, by the way, I would just want to recommend to you and to everybody else listening, go check out the A24 podcast because there's an episode with Michelle Yeoh talking to Brendan Fraser, just having a chat <gasps> as friends. And it's so adorable. Oh, like they are so adorable. sweet together. So go check out that episode. Well, that's it for the episode this week, everyone. Thank you as always for listening. Our theme music is by game composer Dale North. Our outro music is by our very own Terrence O'Brien. This podcast is produced by Ben Elman. You can find Davindra online at... At Davindra on Twitter and at Davindra at Mastodon.social on the Elephant site. If you want to send me just shows that Michelle Yeoh has been in that nobody has heard of before, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am at Sherlyn Lowe. Email us your thoughts at podcastandengadget.com. Leave us a review, please, on iTunes and subscribe on anything that gets podcasts.